Oh, what a ramble we have for you today. I am Lisa Saban Smith, your host of Ramble with Intent, and I am so excited to welcome you to Ninu Lamins, our gut health guru that is able to talk us through setting our children up for success, all the way to having the most wonderful, they should be wonderful, menopausal experiences as we age through our lives. So dive on in and enjoy every moment of this. I really hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did. But first, let's talk about Devon and Lang underwear. These are by far the most comfortable underwear I have put on my butt for a very long time. 95% cotton, great patterns, solids as well. Plus, if you're a matchy-matchy couple, you can definitely go and get matching pairs of underwear. So check out the show notes at the bottom and go to devonandlang.com to see what I'm talking about. Make sure you use the code LISA15 for 15% off. All right, today on Ramble with Intent, we've got the lovely Ninu Lamins here with us, and she is a registered nurse, but also very focused in that functional and integrative health realm. So she's taking her registered nursing information and then really expanding what she can offer in the name of gut health, which we, most of us know, leads into your overall health. And uh, so it's wonderful to see that someone is taking that traditional Western medicine concept, but then bringing in a lot of really and truly holistic, um, if you will, uh, oh my gosh, like centuries old type health too, and and, and providing it for women um, specifically, but I'm sure we'll let Ninu talk about more. So welcome, Ninu. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, So to start, let's just talk about like what got you into nursing and, you know, how did all of this kind of start? And then let's expand from there. All right. Um, Well, I went into nursing, you know, 17 or so years ago, or I guess school, that would have been over 20 years ago, because I thought that was health. Like back in the you know, uh, early 2000s, you know, when I thought about helping people, um, that was just seemed like the only little hole to put myself in and say, okay, that's health. So I went into nursing with the intention that it was actually about, you know, abundant health and healing the body. And, um, and I was really disappointed and kind of shell shocked in the first year, even of nursing school that I saw really, it was never discussed, um, uh, health was really never really discussed in a holistic way. So there was never a talk about stress or nutrition, lifestyle, um, environment, um, relationships, stress, like none of it. And so people were being, patients were just being sent home with multiple drugs, um, not really told to change their diet or to exercise. Or, and so I really felt like um, I was in the wrong place. Like, I'm like, this is not really what I signed up for. Like, I thought I signed up for health. So I... Um, at that time, I told my then boyfriend, now husband that, you know, I'm like, I just can't do this. It just feels so out of alignment. Like that's, it's not even how we live our life. And and I want to really help people. And he was like, well, maybe go into naturopathy. And at that time, um, uh, we had planned on having kids and I was like, I don't think we can go and make this big move. And so I kind of said, we're just going to stick with nursing, but I'm going to find a natural, no, natural nursing is what I called it. And um, I transitioned out of the emergency room and the cancer center into um, preventative health in nursing. And I was lucky to work for a billionaire philanthropist here in Alberta who um, took us all a team of naturopaths, nurses, and doctors 
the different um, small towns all over Canada every day on his private plane. It was like a dream job. And mm-hmm. we would both draw blood work and give supplements and educate about lifestyle. Like it was amazing. And so finally we started to see people get better. Like they actually would come off diabetic medication. Their blood pressure would get lower. They And I was like seeing this change before my eyes. And I was like, I knew that, you know, the body could heal. I knew we could help people. And so that really um, was the first impetus for me to realize that, Um, There is a whole other world out there, a parallel universe to this conventional system that's really good at acute care, like broken bones, emergency surgery, um, that kind of thing. There's a parallel universe for all the chronic things that are plaguing the majority of society. (laughs) So so then I ran into my own health problems with digestive, hormonal, skin, that kind of stuff after my second child. and, And that pushed me the next level to become an integrative health practitioner and utilize functional lab work. So completely different than you see inside the conventional system. And then that's how I've worked ever since with, with women. Amazing. So, um, really and truly you got to like experience an actual living, working case study through that experience. A hundred percent. So we would, the great thing is that my boss, um, who owned this, this planes and the company and paid for all these supplements and lab work, he would want to see the data. So we would, we would create these, um, health, charts and then we'd go back in three months draw their blood and put their blood work right beside it and then go back three months later and put it beside and their weight and their measurements and everything all lined up with the date and so you got to see and when you sat down with that person you're like when we came here eight months ago you know you your blood pressure was this your blood sugar was this you know your waist circumference was that um you were on these medications and now like look at the change and and they were even a bit like wow yeah i can't even believe it like because we came like swooping in there sort of like we have the answers and a lot of them were like oil field workers you know high stress a lot of like addiction a lot of alcohol um a lot of struggle like these weren't people who were originally pretty healthy and we took them to a better state and um and changed thousands of people's lives in the process. So it was, it was so cool. That's amazing. That's, I think that's so cool being able to actually like bring it back to the patient and give them that information. Cause even now, like, I think we have a few problems in the system, but experientially when I go to a doctor and I get blood work, it's like, we'll call you if there's problems or you can go onto the online system and see what the results are, but there's never a conversation around it. And there's never even like if you're you're hovering close into what would be the 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 warning zone, um, they don't call you. They're waiting mm-hmm. for you to actually get to that point first before it's even an issue. And and it's like, why are we not working on preventative processes instead, where we get to kind of jump the gun, right? And and yes. if oh my gosh, if only. <laughs> If only we had more forethinking practitioners that that were able to offer that. Now, um, I guess, is this practice like in the functional integrative health community, is that type of preventative practice much more commonplace? Um, A little bit of both. So usually the journey that I think most women go through is uh, they have some amount of lingering symptoms, something that's uh, something that creeps up. Maybe it's suddenly they're bloating or they, they're bloated or they have, um, uh, you know, IBS type issues, constipation, diarrhea, gut pain, reflux. So something like that. And then it they try some over the counter stuff um, and then they end up going to their doctor. Their doctor says, here's the, the conventional treatment is this medication. You know, if it's heartburn, let's push down the heartburn. If it's 
constipation, let's give you a laxative. And it's, it's this band-aid approach. Yeah. And then usually at that point, it's when they run that blood work, right? We've all been there where they, they just check the general boxes, like a CBC with differential, looking at your red, your white blood cells, maybe your liver function, maybe your iron or B12. And then it all comes back normal. And then you think to yourself, but my body is literally sending me these signals that something's not right. Mm. So usually what happens there is one of two people I find there's some people that go, well, I guess there's nothing serious. So I'll just, I'll just deal with it. And they're kind of told just to deal with it. So then they kind of go down their own rabbit hole, maybe sometimes Googling, sometimes trying supplements and they kind of stay stuck and then more symptoms pile up. So when your gut's out of whack, as a central hub of your health, you're going to have hormonal issues, you're going to have skin issues, mood issues, joint issues, and you can develop um, essentially autoimmune disease because it's the root of it is gut damage and gut dysbiosis. Okay. So, so then down the road, seven plus years of not addressing it, we can get really sick. So say you're that person that you go, you get the blood work, it's normal. And you're like, no, I know this isn't normal. I'm going to, I'm not going to give up. And this was me. I'm not going to settle for that. Like I have a life to live and kids to play with and things to do. So then you seek out alternatives. So the people that come work with me, they've, they've kind of done it all, tried it all, the diets, the probiotics, the supplements, um, and um, even some one-off naturopath visits and haven't had results. So then they come to me and um, we, we look at what's causing these symptoms. Sometimes it's that they've been diagnosed with disease and sometimes it's that they haven't. Um, but either way, they all have the similar symptoms, you know, digestive, hormonal, skin, mood, energy, fatigue, sleep issues, um, all those kinds of things. Okay, cool. Now you like, all of a sudden leaky gut hit into my head. And so I'm curious, cause I mean, I only know the surface level of stuff. And so please educate me. When you hear people talk about like leaky gut syndrome, what, what is that? Oh, it is the, the most silent epidemic today okay. that nobody knows they have and is contributing to the vast majority of chronic health issues. So, um, so in our, in our gut, in our, in our intestines, you know how you, you know, that the poop kind of goes through this tunnel, right? And you poop yeah. it out. This is how we talk when you're a nurse <laughs> and a oh, gut health patient. So um, that that tube that contains the stool, it's essentially one cell thick. So it's one cell by one cell by one cell. So they're all lined up. And on one side of that travels your poop. And the other side of it is your immune system and your bloodstream. So this gut lining can become leaky where the cells separate. Okay. And now the things on the poop side... Um, and the bacteria, the viruses, the food proteins, um, pesticides, toxins, chemicals you're putting in and on your body, they go through the leak and now they access your immune system and your bloodstream. So leaky gut syndrome isn't just you have digestive issues because now we're leaking all of the toxins and the things out of this tube into the bloodstream. And when we access the bloodstream, now we get brain fog. We get um, joint pain, headaches, migraines, uh, fatigue, puffiness, overall weight gain, no matter how many diets, you know, fasting, low carb you do, you're not losing the weight because it's an issue of inflammation leaking all the time. So you can have no digestive issues at all and have leaky gut. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's, it's so critical that people work on their gut health. Because when I talked about autoimmune disease, that gut wall um, over 90, Alessio Fasano is this physician in California, and he um, is like the frontier of research in leaky gut. And he realized that 
over 90% of people with autoimmune disease have this leaky gut. And now we can see why, because if these gut cells have separated mm-hmm. and your immune system's right here, then everything that leaks every day is touching your immune system. So your immune system's like, I'm triggered, I'm triggered, I'm triggered, I'm triggered, I'm triggered yeah. all day, every day. And then then goes the autoimmune development. So then the physician goes, oh yeah, you have the markers in your blood of autoimmune disease. So we need to give you, you know, these harsh trial drugs or whatever it is, when really we should work backwards and be like, well, it, it actually stems from the gut primarily. So we need to work on healing the gut so that it stops triggering the immune system that's doing its job. Oh, awesome. That is, I have never had that explanation. That's amazing. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Now I get it. So then in the name of like, what would be the first, if it's a silent epidemic and it's really and truly, it's late to diagnose, what are some of the first markers or indicators to someone where it might be worth questioning? So if um, you have what I call like mystery symptoms, like where you know, you've gone to your doctor and there's no real answer. And, you know, um, you have things outside of the gut as well that are just vague and random. And they appear to, to, they appear to be triggers. People who say they have triggers for migraines, headaches, the joints are achy, um, anything that's body wide or system wide anxiety, rapid mood swings, um, uh, you know, sleep issues. There can be so many manifestations of, leaky gut syndrome. Um, so if, if any of those are unfounded, like, and you know, we don't have the root cause of why they're happening, then I would highly suspect leaky gut. And inside the program I run, there's, there's a marker that's an enzyme that's released by those intestinal cells. Mm -hmm. So say if they're really tight together, like an army, then there's not much of that enzyme going on. So when we see it in the blood work, we see that there's low enzyme, a zonulin enzyme function. So we're like, hey, the, the cells are probably pretty tight together. But if they're split apart, um, zonulin is what pries them apart. So if you have a high zonulin level, then we go, oh, those gut cells are separated. They're damaged and they're blunted. Their ability to absorb nutrients is blunted. Um, they're inflamed. They're. I want you to think about like a puffy inflamed gum that you have on your mm. in your teeth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's smooth, it's shiny. It's, it's just not doing its job. Um, that's the same tissue in our gut is what's in our cheeks and our gums. Um, so essentially it's not doing its role and then it needs that period of healing to remove what's harming it. Um, which is where people go wrong when they try supplements and stuff. It's like supplements might try to patch those holes in the gut, but we're not addressing what is causing those holes. What is, what is poking the holes in the gut lining? Yeah. So then what would be your process to then try and help repair that gut lining? Really good question. So in the same test I use, we can see if there's something called dysbiosis in the gut. And dysbiosis is an imbalance of good and bad bacteria or beneficial and harmful bacteria. So the majority of people today have dysbiosis and they don't even know it. So um, dysbiosis will create inflammation because if there's too many like bullies at the playground kind of thing they're going to wreck the playground and they're going to wreck the the field that is our gut and so they're going to create that inflammation which damages the gut wall um so we look for dysbiosis and that could be parasites it could be excess bacteria good or negative bacteria it could be candida um it could be that your organs aren't functioning optimally you don't have enough bile from your gallbladder you have a sluggish liver um, because maybe you're overloading your body with conventional 
um, you know, toxic beauty products and hair care and skincare and all the things women are slathering on themselves and bed bath and beyond or, or whatever it is, those candles, um, Bath and Body Works, yeah. you know, all that, that is going to wreak havoc on your, on your hormones, your liver and your body. So if you have a sluggish liver, if you're not eating well and supporting your uh, bile flow, if you're always stressed and then you have done things like taken antibiotics or Advil, Tylenol, pharmaceuticals, birth control, all of those things are going to harm that gut environment, create the, the leakiness of the gut and now we have to work backwards and address all those things, the gut environment, plus the lifestyle that created it in the first place. Oh, wow. That's a lot. It's a lot. That is a whole like, lot. That's why my program is four months long. Yes. <laughs> because I walk people through literally um, addressing the foundations. Because if you don't have a strong foundation, if your house is built of straw, then anything's going to come knock it over, right? And this is the problem when people try these one-off like, Oh, this newest thing I'm seeing coming across Instagram mm -hmm. influencers pages. If you're not lacking just one little tiny supplement away from like miraculous health, it's all the foundations. So it's nutrient dense, um, meals, you know, it's rest and being and rest and digest nervous system support, um, minerals, like how are your minerals looking in your body, which we test through the hair as well. Um, it's, do you have all the, the pieces of the puzzle to make a strong human being or where, what are we missing? Yeah. And then what's here that shouldn't be here and let's eradicate it and bring in more of what we need. And then the body comes back in balance. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's for you know, it it sounds like even four months might not be enough for some people. Yeah, you know, no, hundred <laughs> percent. It's like there's just so many layers, right? It's like that onion; you have to peel it away bit by bit, and until you get to the core of it, and then at that point, it's like, oh, there's a new onion growing. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, you're absolutely right, and that's why it's very. Um, and that's why so many people don't have um, results, right? And that's why they're stuck and they're stuck kind of believing that they're, they have to stay stuck with their uh, health issues because they don't know that um, another system exists, but they also don't know that what got you where you are needs to be changed to get you somewhere else. Mm -hmm. you have to change what you did. If you did all these things to get to this destination and the destination is not where you want to be, well, we need to actually go back and do all those other things, but do them differently. And do them differently for a lifetime, not for a, you know, juice cleanse week period. And then you go back to your life. I mean, like learn how to support your body. And that's what I'm huge about um, inside my program. Um, I used to work one-to-one -one and then realized that I couldn't impart all the changes, the knowledge, the strategy in the, those visits. And so I was like, this is a disservice to everybody because I'm just operating like everyone else being like, come for 60 minutes and I'm going to help you. And I realized that it it has to take a re-education. And so I have um, a core inside my course, inside my program, I have a course that's self-guided and it's 40 mini videos. And they, they literally take you through a transformation. They start with nutrition and they start with the foundations of how to eat, when to eat, how much to eat, how do you eat without dieting? Do you need to restrict food groups and just, just clear the plate on all the diet nonsense out there? And then we shift into digestion. What is your digestive system? How does it work? How do we support it? And what are you doing every day that's wrecking it? And then we move into nervous system. No, you cannot heal if you have unresolved childhood trauma, current trauma, if you have things that you're not addressing because you just are avoiding the pain of it, um, that's going to hold you back no matter what else we do. And then we move forth to, to talk about hormones, um, 
lifestyle, sleep, supplements, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So by the end of it, my clients are like telling their friends and telling their coworkers and they're like, they're the teacher. They become the teacher. It's, it's incredible. That's amazing. And I love that ripple effect where it's like one drop and everything just starts going. And and, And the cool thing is you're empowering these women to become the messenger and to also really and truly totally advocate for themselves and for their health and in experience helping other people advocate for their own. So it's like, it's so powerful when we get to kind of be part of it, but actually see the larger reach of it all as well and how it expands outwards. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I I love it. Like when I have clients tell me that they listen to it at work and then their coworkers are like, what is that? That's so interesting. Like, wow. Or, or they find themselves telling their friends like, Hey, you know, you should actually do this because da, 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 like it just warms my heart. And I'm like, yes, this is what we need. And so my clients, my goal is to empower them to understand that they're in charge of their health. They know when it's off kilter, I've taught them if it goes off kilter, what, where to look, like, how can we bring yourself back to balance um, so that they're not outsourcing their health to the doctor? Um, And I'm saying this literally as a nurse, do not outsource your health to a physician because they're, they're. Uh, zone of genius is looking at blood work, correlating it with the disease that they're told means that blood work means this mm-hmm. disease is has developed. And then that means this drug is indicated. And so that's what the majority of physicians do every day. Um, like I've had patients who have had autoimmune disease for 20 years, who have chronic conditions, who have reversed it all, been off medication, went back to their specialists and their specialists are like, oh, it's great. Keep it up. Like, there's just no even question of like, wait, how did you transform your health? How did you heal from this thing there? That's not their realm. Like they, they literally have blinders to look at blood work. Is it, does this equal disease yet? And what drug can I give you for that? And then what tests or scans can I run if things get worse for you? And so why are we waiting till people are like beyond, not beyond fixable, but the journey is a lot harder when you it's so long. And so it just, it really, I I just don't know how to impart to women. Like, why are we ignoring the elephant in the room and the migraines and the PMS and the the terrible periods and the skin issues and the eczema? Like we normalize all these things. I hear it every day on social media. I see posts like, oh, you know, my, oh, my migraines triggered. Anyone have some good tips? And people are like, oh, just take some Coke and pop two Advil and go to bed. And I'm like, but why aren't we asking why? And why are you feeding it Coke? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know because because their neurologist says to do that, the caffeine. What? Yeah, I know. It's oh. a crazy there. Oh, yeah. wow. That yeah. blows my mind. Um, Mine too. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's like, I do remember... Um, I, we're talking about thyroid stuff and I worked with a, I, I trained it. So I used to be a gym owner. I used to own a gym and a personal trainer. And so I trained a dentist who went from the traditional dentistry route into biological dentistry. And yeah. he, and at the time that he was doing it, he's like, I was like the devil child. And the, the school tried to remove my license so many times, all these things, but they're able to prove that is actually working. So he kept his license. Anyways, he started talking about thyroid and uh, he's like, yeah, so they'll only test the three, Mm -hmm. but there's actually nine tests that you should have 
but you have to like fight tooth and nail in order to get all of those tests done because most of the time the actual diagnosis of a thyroid problem is in the bottom of that test list it's not the top three but it's uh it's because we we're in our doctors are in that process of probably quick easy get her done and get them Mm -hmm. out because unfortunately we know that a lot of their pay structure is built built on a turnstile system as well 100 percent. yeah that's right and so that's um yeah that's absolutely right about the thyroid and that is that is a huge huge issue with women i think it's like one in two or it's the stats are really high of women that have hypothyroidism Mm -hmm. so The problem is, is that they're taught in med school to look at TSH, like thyroid stimulating hormone, but thyroid stimulating hormone is actually a brain hormone. So it's a, it's a brain hormone that's actually, um, triggering the thyroid to do its job. So the thyroid stimulating hormone starts in the brain. So why are we looking at a brain hormone if we're trying to look at thyroid function? We're not going to, we don't need to look at stimulation of the brain. We need to look at what the thyroid hormones are doing. Now, thyroid hormones are T4 and T3, but you won't find a doctor that will run you T3. And that's active thyroid hormone. So it's like they're, they're already missing the mark. And then I've had clients where their TSH, um, it's supposed to be low, right? Um, it's, it's in a normal range. And then we ran an extended panel and they had antibodies. So they actually had Hashimoto's or autoimmune thyroid issues. Um, But they didn't know because with the doctor, because they wouldn't test them for that. So then I said, well, you better go back to your doctor and say, you know, you need the full panel because you actually do have um, autoimmune thyroid disease, even with your normal TSH. So we cannot use a, a brain stimulating hormone to address thyroid function. No, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. So I'm curious then is uh, menopause and how your process of menopause um, or your experience of menopause, is it affected by your gut health as well? Absolutely. So inside your gut, you have this, um, these, these trillions of bacteria, right? And they're living there like um, it, almost like in a garden where there's tons of different organisms. And that's where everyone's kind of going wrong because there's too many of the bad organisms. But there is a group of bacteria in your gut called the estrobilome. Now, the estrobilome is a collection of bacteria that will regulate and remove estrogen from the body. So it's responsible for estrogen um, processing. So your liver deals with estrogen every day, packages up, puts a bow on it, sends it to your um, colon, right? Where we're going to poop it out. Now, if you have too much of certain bacteria that create this enzyme called beta-glucuronidase in the gut, then what happens is the estrogen gets sent back to liver. So now the liver is dealing with today's estrogen, but yesterday's too, and it gets backed up and backlogged. And you see PMS, um, heavy periods, angry periods, skin issues, um, anxiety. You see all the backlog of a liver that can't deal properly. So that collection of bacteria, um, we want to make sure that that's in a healthy amount. Because if you have too much of it, then you're going to have um, estrogen recirculation. Um, so that when you go into perimenopause, that 10-year kind of journey of our hormones declining, if your gut is already out of whack, then the chances you're going to have a smooth perimenopause journey are like next to zero. So not only is it your gut, but your liver and your adrenal function, because as you go through perimenopause, like so say from late 30s to uh, 40s to 50s, your hormones that are petering out from your ovaries are going to be now your adrenal glands are going to be doing that job. 
So your adrenal glands are going to come on board and try to eke out a small amount of hormone for the rest of your life. But if your adrenals are shot, if you're burnt out, exhausted, frazzled, irritable, jumpy, not sleeping, you feel weak, um, you're just you're just not a vibrant person right now. Um, and your stress isn't managed, then your adrenal glands are going to have a problem too. So now you're going to see even worse decline of those hormones. Like instead of it being like a gradual steady decline, you're going to be like dropping off a mountain and having all the hot flashes, um, the night sweats, um, you know, all the other, the dry, the vaginal dryness, the mood changes, the depression, because you need to have a healthy foundation again to go into that. So inside the program, we talk about mostly cycling women. But the interesting thing is that most of the things we can do for balanced hormones are free. They're the everyday things. So if you get that foundation strong, then you're going to go into perimenopause and just cruise. But if you're, if you're not sleeping well, you're, uh, you know, how you're spending your time in the evenings, if you're sedentary, you're watching Netflix, you're going to bed at 11, you're eating late at night, you're jumping out of bed, you know, got a to-do list this long, you're not prioritizing exercise, daylight, movement, sunshine, joy, you know, hobbies, um, you're just scrolling and, you know, getting caught up in the world's chaos and anxiety, you're going to have a terrible experience of perimenopause because you're not building the foundations of the simple stuff that our body needs to thrive every day. Amazing. It's so simple. And yet we're, we're all like, there's so many women in my life that are struggling and it's, it, it's disheartening watching. Well, it's not disheartening. It's heartbreaking watching them struggle through it. So it's, and I'm not there yet, but it's like always in the back of my head, especially with the knowledge that, I mean, for me, I took, I used birth control for probably 20 years straight. And the knowledge, like there was a point where even I became aware of how much it was actually setting me off emotionally. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's gone. But then after making that change, then learning how that can so dramatically impact your menopausal stages as well. And it's like, okay, I don't want to go through that. I want it to be as natural and like normal as feeling, and it should not be a battle. Yes, it should not be. And the the problem is, is that it's, it's kind of become normalized in society that like menopause is going to be this terrible thing. And, and, you know, even, even from the time you get your, your period, right. It's like, okay, um, this is just the time of the month. It sucks to be a lady. It sucks to be a woman. It sucks to be a female and a girl, you know, um, you're going to have to bleed through and miss gym class and like all that, 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 um, you know, that perspective back then. And then we transition into like, you know, I need days off work. I need to eat chocolate. I'm moody. My boyfriend needs to stay away. And then we go into being, you know, um, in a relationship or married or whatever our choices are. And then, um, we go through some other changes where now we're maybe we're getting bloated. We have PMS. We got the mood changes still. Um, now we're getting the migraines and the sleep issues. And then, and then all of that, all stages along, whether you are teen, 20s, 30s, 40s, you could go to the doctor every one of those times. They're going to tell you that's normal Mm -hmm. and take some Midol, use a heat pack, you know, I can write you a note so you don't have to go to work for the first three days or whatever it is. They, they don't even know it's not normal. Like the physicians don't know that your period is meant to be symptomless and a cycling woman is meant to have a smooth transition into day one through seven all of it. And the week before your period as well, all four weeks are meant to be different, but smooth, manageable, and not disruptive to your life. So right now, women who have wonky hormones, they have any 
um, you know, an angry period, cramps, heavy bleeding, clots, um, uh, you know, cyclical headaches or skin issues. That's a red flag to be like, let's fix your hormones and figure out where we're going wrong. Because the longer you wait, you're going to just jump, get off that cliff and you're just going to go and you're just going to kaboom into the typical menopause state that the majority of society does. But it's it's not inevitable. It's actually preventable. Like mm-hmm. we can literally adjust it now. So you have healthy hormones now and then you carry on, you carry on. And then there's the gradual decline yeah. um, versus the falling off the cliff. Amazing. So I'm a mom of a young girl. She's like preteen. But as I'm looking ahead, so what could I take away to help set her up so that she doesn't have to experience all of the, the, like, you know, I would pass out from the cramps that I had when I was a kid to the point where I was put on um, arthritis medication Um, and, you know, heavy bleeding on the first day. And then, you know, it's gone or like, Uh, I was an athlete though. So it was a little bit different. I'd have maybe like spotting every two weeks versus an actual period. Um, So as, as a mom for a daughter, Mm -hmm. what would you recommend is methods of trying to help set her up for, for that success. And we we can just focus on the gut health component um, if, if you'd like, because that's your realm of expertise or you can expand beyond that. Um, Actually I deal with hormones too and run hormone testing, but um, so when it comes to the young, I, I feel like our young population has it, we, they have it really hard, right? Because you look at society, you go to a birthday party, you go to a school event, and so much of what they put on kids is inflammatory, right? Like, let's order the shave ice for the party. Let's give the candy as a reward at school with colors and dyes. Um, and the the preteens transitioning to teens and getting more independence, they're usually gravitating to a lot of the foods that are really inflammatory, you know, sugar, conventional dairy, gluten, um, artificial dyes. And so the, the base of having unhappy hormones at that age is going to be inflammation. So where's that inflammation coming from? Nutrition, sleep. So again, we know that sleep can be a challenge for if it's especially getting into the teens, right? They stay up late and then they have to get up early for school. Um, And then, you know, lack of hydration, lack of nutrient dense meals, blood sugar swings. So really, I would say teaching, um, you know, focusing on protein first. So having protein in every, every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, you know, keeping the the sugar and the treats and the junk and the kind of the, the typical sort of preteen teen stuff, like going to the corner store and all that to maybe once a week, like you can't completely say like, we don't do that at all because you don't want to have somebody pushing back hard, but, um, living in this toxic kind of world, you know, you kind of have to pick and choose your battles. So choosing really good, clean ingredients at home, organic, um, you know, grass or grass fed meat, uh, really high quality food. And then you can control what you can control when they're there. But as they transition out, just letting them know that, you know, things like the conventional dairy, the ice cream, um, the cheese, that kind of stuff that's really easy and palatable for teens is going to be contributing to hormone issues because that that dairy has its own hormones innate in it that is passing on to its calf. And those hormones are going to add that extra fuel of estrogen into our body. It's very estrogenic dairy is. So um, removing dairy or being very low dairy is, is a strategy that if I had a daughter, our family doesn't eat very much um, dairy anyways, but I have boys, um, but we would be um, 
100% I would be educating her about that, that, you know, I, I know, and you can, and you can go on the vanity measures. You can be like, I know you don't want to have acne. You know, you want to have beautiful, clear skin. You don't want to be keeled over and be embarrassed at school that you're like, you know, you had to miss school for a few days and because you're keeled over and, you know, all those kinds of things that yeah. they care more about coming from that angle, being like, you know, even the the week before the period starts to have no dairy and no sugar and just really be a bit healthier with food choices and sleep um, would help a lot, as well as something like magnesium, like preteens and teens can absolutely take magnesium. Um, it's deficient in every single person I've ever tested. So um, that would be something to do as well. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Magnesium is like this secret wonder. I don't know, not drug, but <laughs> wonder, mineral. wonder mineral that, uh, for some reason we need so much, not for some reason, we need so much of it, but for some reason it's like severely lacking. And obviously, I mean, that has to do with a lot of how we eat now compared to even 50 years ago. Um, but yeah, it's, I, even for myself, I noticed the, the magnesium deficiency when it's there, it's, it's, it's there. <laughs> so it's yeah, keeping an eye on that. And then I guess quickly, are there magnesium rich foods that are accessible that we could easily get? There are like um, leafy greens, um, cacao. The, the issue is, is that um, the food system, like the soils, from from most farms are replaced with NPK, right? So we have nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, but they're never replenished with magnesium. So this is an issue because then the food, the the product of the farm can't produce food that has magnesium. So our food is relatively deficient. And then it's not only that though, it's that when we consume sugar, for example, our body uses magnesium to be able to metabolize and, rem and remove and process the sugar. So high refined sugar diet is going to deplete magnesium as well as um, chronic stress. So when you are stressed, your body is going to use your magnesium stores up. And most of us are living in this state of chronic fight or flight and this um, busy rushing from hockey practice to there, eating on the run, you know, missing meals, all those things that are signals of stress to the body. They're doing every single day, day in, day out. Um, lack of sunshine, sedentary lifestyle, alcohol, you know, um, a lot of refined oils, um, like seed oils, those things are stress on the body. Stress doesn't have to be that, you know, I'm, um, you know, you lost a loved one and that is stressful for sure. But the stresses of every day are what's really killing us versus the, the one-off kind of events that we have to get through. Um, yeah. So I hope that kind of makes sense. Totally does. Yeah. And it, then the body only identifies stress as stress. It doesn't identify it as, oh, I'm working out now. This stress yes. is good, right? It's just straight stress. And so we're able to mitigate it on mass, all encompassing is, is important. And you're right. You know, I always forget about the soil component, but it is such a massive thing. I guess that's where like going back to, if you can grow your leafy greens and whatever in your own garden and replenish the magnesium your own way through your soil. Um, uh, oh my gosh. Regenerative. Thank you. Regenerative growing. <laughs> like it's an R word and it's not hitting me. Um, <laughs> And yeah, it's, it, that's a huge thing. And it, I, we, I had this conversation um, with another person about growing and gardens and even the concept of homesteading. And they argued saying, well, you have to have the resources to be able to be a homesteader. I'm like, no, you don't. You could be growing a vertical garden in your like 400 square foot 
apartment. And that's a version of homesteading because you're now making your home work for you. And so you could be doing your own leafy green vertical garden. It works as an indoor plant at the same time. And there you go. Right. So we need to grow more edible plants in the end. Yes, no, for sure. For sure. Um, and then, you know, when it comes to minerals, you know, they, they exist in a relationship in the body. So no mineral works in isolation in the body there. I say they're on teeter totters. So, um, every, every minerals on a teeter totter with another mineral. Mm -hmm. So if you get too much of one and you lose too much of another, you're going to have signs of imbalance. And with magnesium, it comes down to calcium. So calcium, magnesium are in this, um, kind of two to one ratio, um, where it doesn't mean we need to go eat pound a bunch of dairy. Cause now we have all the extra estrogen, but we need to have other sources of calcium rich foods. And then um, we need to make sure we're managing stress and then taking magnesium, which is used in like 500 operations every day in your body. It's critically important. So if this, this ratio of calcium to magnesium is not optimal, and the majority of clients I have, their calcium is actually being lost from their bones. Um, yeah. So it comes up in their testing as really, really high. And it's being lost from the bones for multiple reasons. And one of them is chronic stress or unresolved trauma. Um, one can be lack of vitamin K2. Um, and then it could be a lack of iodine because we're, we're so removed from eating a wide variety of foods. Most people are buying like chicken and beef and turkey and, um, and eating like potatoes and carrots and celery. And that's kind of like a weekly routine or eggs. Um, but we're not eating like a, a head to toe, head to toe, um, a head to tail fish and yeah. getting, you know, um, you know, iodine, we're not eating sea plants and seaweed and you were not, we're not eating, a. An ancestral diet. And so we're lacking in nutrients. And that's where supplementation actually becomes really important. I'm a huge believer, especially since I work for that company and we saw supplements literally change people. Like yeah. it, they absolutely do work and they don't create, um, you know, um, expensive urine. They actually do raise levels. Um, and in the world we're living in now, where our B vitamins are depleted, magnesium's depleted, people are short on things like chromium to manage blood sugar, calcium sky high due to stress, magnesium's being burned. Like we have a lot of chronic issues that I that I see every single day in every test I run. And and it's not just that person, but that person is it's every woman that I've, I've ever worked with. Yeah, it's kind of like the the generic avatar right now by the sounds of things. Yes, it absolutely is. I could make an avatar and be like, this is actually the problems that majority, 90% of people have, women these ages are going through. Um, yeah, and, and there's just little tweaks and differences between them. You know, some people are so burnt out that all their minerals are low. Others, their minerals are jacked up because they're being lost from the cells. Um, so it's just where you are in the journey of of managing your, your life and, and your stress. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's yeah, it's definitely that onion for sure. Um, yeah. it, but really and truly, it sounds like in the end, we need to put um, actual dietitians back into the school system at like elementary and all the way through <laughs> proper food systems and availability in the school systems as well. So that there isn't French fries and chicken fingers as being the only thing in cafeterias. Mm -hmm. And, and that really, and truly, yeah, we need to start as on mass as a society Just it really probably just simply start by really honing in on how much of that inflammatory food we're taking in, um, how we're mitigating it and how we're sleeping or handling our stress. And, and hundred percent, those are like the huge starting points by the sounds of it. But then, I mean, we all are very different creatures. So some might 
instantly solve it or solve the the surface level issues, but then others might still struggle. So it's uh, it, there, there's so much to learn. And I, I do feel like there's, we, we've lost some key education points somewhere along the way. A hundred percent. I don't feel like it was probably ever delivered. Like, you know, probably physicians not. don't have the education in school. And the problem with the dietitians is that um, because everything's working on this big industry, right? Like the agricultural industry, um, all of those industries are supported by the government. Um, they have to follow this Canada Food Guide, right? And so, funny story. I worked with when I worked at that at that role um, where we flew all around. There was a nurse I worked with that was having like tons and tons and tons of health problems, and uh, you know, mystery issues that no one could, no doctor could solve. And she um, she was like, "Well, I'm just gonna." buy the book, do what they tell you to do. So she got the Canada food guide out. She literally followed it verbatim, like, you know, how many servings it said and everything. She destroyed her health and then, and she gained weight. She was puffy, inflamed. She had more body pain. Like I forget where her diagnosis was, but she had a lot of problems. And so she ended up um, falling into, um, uh, Rob Wolf and the Paleo Solution. I think it's his book, Paleo Solution. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, this was this was like 20 years ago that she went paleo. So she was like a frontier. So I was working with her also being like, what are you doing? This paleo thing? Can you tell me more about it? Um, um, and she reversed all her conditions. She, her body weight back went back to normal. She started sleeping. She had energy. She was working out again. Um, she literally got her life back by removing, part of it's removing all the things, right? Yeah other parts adding in the thing so it's what are what can we add to our life um that we're missing and then what can we take away um because right now we live in this world of such ease and abundance of junk like honestly i, I say to my husband sometimes and i'm, I'm joking and I, i'm also like when you know better you have to kind of do better but part of me is like i kind of i wonder what it would be like to live such an easy life that i could wake up pop eggo waffles in the toaster give it to my kids with no guilty conscience and be like here you go. Let's go to school. Here's your lunchable. Here's your juice box. Here's your gummies. Let's go. Like how I grew up and, and then come home and like, let's just have frozen pizzas tonight. Let's have microwave popcorn. Let's have some pop. Let's have a Costco muffin. It's literally what I had every day of my life. And and off we go to bed. Like, honestly, I, when people, I, I just, I just think like that is such a different universe than we live because, because taking care of yourself takes time. You need to meal plan. You need to prep. You need to get your proteins ready. You do need to know what you're going to cook. You need to know how to cook. You need to figure out like today we have a really busy day. So I threw chicken in the slow cooker with like coconut aminos and garlic and onion. I'm just going to shred it up and I'm soaking rice. So we're going to have rice and carrots, like literally at four o'clock because my kids have to go to sports. So like just being on top of your life and being the, the master crafter of your life. Mm-hmm. What kind of like lead and where do you need education so that you can make it work? Because if, if I just waited till four o'clock and brought the kids home and I, I'd be like, Oh, well, I guess we got to go through the drive through. Like, you know, we have choices and so many people take that easy road and then they wonder why they're sick. And, um, it, it's because our world makes it really easy for you to be sick and for life to be convenient. But a convenient life now is a really uncomfortable, miserable life down the road. So yeah. do you want convenience now and misery and drugs and going on the cruise with like oxygen and, you know, yeah. 16 prescriptions and life insurance? Or do you want to be, you know, hiking in like the Swiss Alps and have no medications and have healthy joints when you're 60. And, like and I people ask like, you how, like, how do you do that? Right. 
Oh, and it starts now. So it's like yeah. when people are ignoring their health now. I'm like, <clears throat> what, how is it going to miraculously turn? It's not. It's not like it's case not. in point. So my daughter is in her first like super committed. Um, it's unique for us type sport. And it's, there's been lots of evenings, lots of weekends, same thing. We're eating at either four in the afternoon or at seven o'clock at night. And it's a slow cooker or it's a pre-made meal, or unfortunately it's fast food or something. And I also felt so overwhelmed that I stopped going to the gym and working out. So it's been like probably a month, two months of me not being on consistent, physically active. I have been rocked with the worst cold of my entire life in the last week and a half. And I'm quite certain it's literally just because of those changes, because outside of that two month window, I've, we, we eat really well and I'm active and, you know, all of these other things are, are on consistent and I've, I haven't been sick for the last three, four years. And wow. yet here I am, I'm like 2am coughing attacks up for an hour. Like, and so, yeah, that was, that's thankfully, that is a huge eye opener for me that choosing the easy path is not the best path. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh man, that sucks. And, and I've been there too. You know, we've all been there where you're, you're running a million miles an hour and then you finally stop and go like on your Mexico vacation or or whatever, you've got a week off and then you get sick yeah. It's because you're you finally went into rest and digest. And now it's like, Hey, now we're going to actually, you're slowing down enough that you won't be eaten by a bear. So now we'll let you get sick, but we've been waiting for like weeks for you to slow down so that we could crash your immune system because this thing was lingering. So stress is huge. Um, stress will turn off the immune system. So like, and, and even sugar, right. And processed foods, it actually freezes immune cells for like six hours. Oh, wow. So you're susceptible. Yeah. yeah. So you let that viral load increase over that six hours. If you say have a Slurpee, not that you're doing that, but, um, say you have a, um, you went to a, uh, an event and you're already run down and stressed and you thought they were serving dinner and all they had was like, um, I don't know, like donuts and coffee. And yeah. you're like, okay, this was have a donut. Well, then now it's that straw that broke the camel's back, right? And now your immune system's down and that virus can replicate and replicate for six hours and and you wake up the next day sick. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. And so much of our immune system is in the gut too. And again, so many people have gut issues. They don't have a healthy gut microbiome and healthy gut lining. So they're not going to be able to um fend off, fend off things. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's all vital and it's all connected for sure. I love that phrase that you said that you're the master crafter of your life. And that's mm -hmm. so true. And it's like, but the thing is, and correct me if I'm wrong, once you start getting on that system and that path of pre-making the meals or pre-planning them, no, having the meal plan for the week, having your time for you to be physically active squared away and it's on consistency, it's actually really easy. Yeah. Once it becomes like autopilot. Right. And yeah. so, you know, some people that, for example, watch Netflix every day, I think a lot of them do it out of habit. So yeah, mm -hmm. they like the show, but they've gotten in such a habit and routine that, okay, it's like nine o'clock. I'm going to go and get the, the snack from the, the pantry, go yeah. and get the blanket, cuddle up and watch two hours. And, and it, and actually our brain will go to the easiest, the least path of resistance. So if we do it every day, it's actually the fastest thing for our brain to think to do. So it's that pattern break of, of being like, okay, I know that I haven't gone to the gym for a month. 
but I'm actually going to will myself for a few days until it becomes the norm yeah. and until it becomes what my brain thinks. Okay. The night before I got to get my workout gear out, you know, all that stuff, being a personal trainer, all those, those tips and tricks and hacks, like, you know, yeah. set out the, the clothing the night before, put it right in the bathroom beside your toothbrush. So you instantly change in it. Yeah. Um, and you're halfway there. Um, but I was going to say about the food thing too, like, you know, it's not that you, you can never eat out or you, um, need to feel guilty about it. Cause we, we absolutely do that too. Like the last two years of our life has been crazy with my kids soccer, but, um, and I posted often on my stories, like when we eat out, we always still try to make sure it's gluten and dairy free. And it's actually pretty simple, but not at places like Tim Hortons and McDonald's at places that are like shawarmas or Mediterranean or uh, Mexican, you know, then you can get, you can still get whole food. You can get rice and chicken and tomatoes and, um, you know, avocado and like a dressing on it. And yeah, the dressing's probably seed oil, but if that's the only time you really have seed oil in your life, you know, you're going to be okay. Or you could ask for olive oil or salsa. Um, so, so there's still always options, but, um, and, and I don't even meal plan ahead everything. I just look at the next couple of days. So I always suggest just look at the next couple of days and be like, will I have time to make dinner tomorrow? Yes, because no one has activities or no, we have to leave by five. I have to have them eating by 4.30. I have to have started it by 3.30. So um, so going from there and um, and adjusting as you need for your family. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I agree. And have the windows in there where there's holes, right? In the plan and it's not feeling so strict so yeah. that you can flex and move if you need to. Um, and then the honestly where I come from, um, we have, we have that like farmer community and we, I pull a lot of what they do in terms of harvest preparation into how we plan for the, you know, the next three, six months is it's like a giant day is made for batch cooking. And it's now I've got lasagnas, my shepherd's pie, the, the things that I need that will get us through and they can go in the freezer and then I can pull them out when I need to. And it's, it's just the same as buying the pre-made lasagna from the grocery store. But now I know every single thing that went into it. And I can also then build it to the taste of my family as well versus just, you know, I don't care if it's too spicy, eat it anyways. Yeah, right? yeah. So, so there's, there's a lot more, like there's a, a sense of freedom almost when you're able to do that and have mm-hmm. that sense of control too. And it's amazing restaurants these days now are so receptive to various intolerances, gluten, dairy, and they they are almost more than happy than yeah. to build stuff to your needs rather than lose a potential customer. Yeah, absolutely. And like with the with the um, you know, the pace of our life these days, I feel like if if you have some some healthy whole foods that are convenience that you purchase and put in the freezer. It's a really great strategy. So like in Calgary, the primal soup company, um, in Avenida, they have the most epic, delicious soups you've ever had in your life. And every single ingredient is like top notch and the soups are like better, honestly, so good. Like I think the ladies had the recipes for like 30 years. They're, they're amazing. So we always have a couple of those in the freezer. So if we have literally nothing to eat, and it's, it's not going to be that we're going to have to, you know, send someone to go get something in a drive through or something. We're literally just going to thaw those soups and they're like filling soups and everyone in our family likes them or having sausages. So not, 
um, you know, uh, smoked and nitrate, nitrate rich sausages that are cured, but sausages that are just real whole meat pressed into a sausage shape, um, like from um, TK Ranch or Sunworks, and then cooking those and roasting potatoes. That's like a default. It's like, what are we going to make? And if there's nothing, it's sausages and potatoes or sausages and yams. Here we go. Right. Like a carbohydrate, a protein and the fat in a whole meat like that. Yeah. Um, and on the end to roast the vegetables. So you're just golden, right? Like it doesn't have to be complicated. Yeah. That's almost our go-to it's sausages, rice, and, um, salsa put into there. And then it's just like a jambalaya and it's delicious with your vegetables and everything. So yeah, having those quick go-tos is vital. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Um, this has been amazing. Uh, the name of your program is happy gut healthy you correct mm-hmm. yes yeah. yeah and then people can find it on high vibe health oh shoot yes women's high vibe health.com that's right yeah <laughs> i was reading your cart link instead <laughs> so oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. um I, I want to thank you so much for this. I have definitely learned a lot. <clears throat> Pardon me. I'm, my throat's a little bit raspy. Uh, mm-hmm. I've learned a lot from you and I'm so happy to get a better understanding. And I feel like you and I could talk all day about <laughs> food and health and, and all these things. So we'll just have to do that on the, on the backside here at one point and connect. But um, I want to thank you so much. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Um. No, but I just want to remind, you know, the women listening that your body's not broken. There's never, you're never stuck where you are. Um, You can always pivot and start down a new path. So always know your body's trying to heal. You just need to give it what it's missing, take away what's hurting it, and you'll get there. Um, But don't ever fall victim or let anyone take your power away that that, to make you think that you're stuck because you are never, ever stuck. Yeah. And I would add that if you internally feel like there's still something wrong after someone told you it's not, Mm -hmm. keep advocating, find the right people who can help you and will actually listen to you. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Amazing. amazing. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun chatting. I love all things health and nutrition and just love it. Like you said, I could talk all day, (laughs) which is why I love what I do so much (laughs) because that's good. We need to love what we do. Um, Can people find you on social media anywhere? Yeah, I'm most active on Instagram. So at women's high vibe health underscore. Um, I'm mostly in the stories there. Um, I share kind of like what we eat, what we're doing, little tips, that kind of stuff. Um, And then, uh, yeah, I share a bit more about what testing looks like sometimes and things like that too. Awesome. And definitely then your website and I'll put all that in the show links as well. So people can just go straight to that too. Um, yeah, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time and, uh, thank you very much for the education as well. Yeah, you bet. Okay. Talk to you later, Lisa. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.